Hello and welcome to another Western Tabletop podcast. Uh, so you've got Dan Solo today. Uh, we're looking at a controversial set of questions, I'll be quite honest. Um, so the, the couple of comments that I've been thinking on recently uh, in, in relation to uh, some commentary that have come completely innocently through to me and it just got me thinking. Uh, and so one of those questions was, do I think the bolt action game system will become stale in specifically in, in Perth and WA. Uh, and the follow on uh, as part of that question is then is a way to ensure the survival of our scene here uh, to see the emergence of a version three, be it through either um, Warlord Games in, in their publication, um, of which I have no foreknowledge about. This is just if it came. Um, or if we build something as a community, um, a WA community uh, set of rules to fix some of the things that maybe we don't like. Um, and so listen to any podcast anywhere uh, in the world uh, for bolt action and you'll have things like MMGs as foot mounted on um, the top of that list or very close to the top and things like that. Um, so do we do something different? Do we pick up the juggers pack and, and we go, you know what, let's give this uh, force composition and slot points a go and work with their uh, what they've put in as their changes? Um, or do we just keep it vanilla and we have to reinvigorate things a different way to keep the scene rolling? Um, it's probably a good time to reflect on it, in all honesty, because it's been a couple of years since we kicked it off and, and uh, sort of brought the Bolt Action community back together in um, post a V1, V2 changeover um, and having things run uh, quite successfully for our population size. Um, I don't do it alone. I've got several other guys who I rely quite heavily on to keep me on my toes. Um, and, you know, we all work together to, to make um, something sustainable and, and enjoyable for everyone to come to. Um, so how do we make sure that it doesn't get stale? Um, if you've talked to me in person um, at any of the events that we do, one of the very first things that I'll say um, in virtually all circumstances is we change up what our events look like, we change up what our submission requirements look like, we change up what our missions look like. Um, so that you can't rely on the same list, you can't rely on the same tactics. But that will only go so far. There's only so many variations of things that we can do before you start, I guess, extrapolating differences, but your generic themes all become the same. And I think that's that's fair. Um, so you have kill point missions, you have objective missions, you have run off the table missions, you have maybe some default reserve missions um, where, where you have to, like a hold and relieve scenario. Uh, it, it, there's only so many of those that probably you can work with, um, you know, and even though there's still probably a number because you do have things like the Bolt Alliance, Bolt Action Alliance mission pack, and you have, um, there's obviously our custom missions that we've run here, but there's heaps of custom missions out on the web, uh, which, which I love being able to get hold of those and read them. There's also scenario book missions, like there's quite a lot there. But some of those missions will typically feel the same. So, you know, you will get to a point where even if they play differently when you're doing it, it's like, well, maybe that becomes, the concern is that will become predictable. You know, you know how to play these types of missions. And so you apply that logic and you end up getting more and more a generic predictable response. Well, that was an interesting question as well. How do we, 
how do we do we do we grapple with that? Do we just accept that for what it is? Do we just um, we just choose that if we feel like we're doing that, we have to start pulling other levers? Uh, we typically won't run single platoon uh, over over here in WA. We typically have a set of restrictions globally that that you typically can't you can't exceed. So it was it is rare, for example, to see more than two flamethrowers, uh, even if we haven't set those as restrictions. Uh, you certainly don't see many vehicle flamethrowers at all, uh, which used to, I appreciate they used to be better in version one. Um, we we got some interesting things going on in our meta because we play a little bit a little bit different over here. It's a different mix of um, narrative, casual, competitive, um, which we they're sort of three separate things in WA. Um, so then, is the answer actually? Well, yeah, maybe a V3 is, is the way to make sure that when that comes up and running, that, that, that will, is it just down to a V3 coming out? Is there nothing else that we can do? Now, clearly, that's not the answer. Um, V3, when and if it does come, I'm sure will be fantastic. But it doesn't actually fix a fundamental problem, which is how you keep your scene and your meta and your group sustainable. Uh, yeah, just, just changing the rule set won't necessarily have the, that sort of an impact. So as I thought more about this question, and I started just thinking about it, like, well, what are the things that make it stale? What are, what are the things which uh, outside of, we're putting things like bad tournament experience behind us, we're putting you know, bad player, let's say you had a, unfortunately a really bad rough game with a player, or you both had a rough game, had rough night sleeping or whatever, and you just had a shocking game, putting those sorts of things aside. Um, what does it mean to be stale? What does it mean for the game system to become stale? And um, I was like, okay, so I would consider it stale if we had no more player growth or no new and no players really coming to any events or wanting to engage in social media, in army building, in painting, in talking about getting together and playing games. Um, that's a fairly clear indicator that you are dealing with a system that has become quite stale. Um, I don't like using the word dead as a dead system because in reality a system's never dead when the rules are published you could just grab the rules and play again uh, but stale is sort of that it's not it's not dead but it's certainly not not alive uh, it's not really enjoyable or good or fresh um, if you have no event support so if you're running lots of you know catch-up sessions but you don't have anybody that's willing to contribute towards the running of those uh, events either as sponsors or as uh, players coming in to contribute things um, that might also show that you have a, a stale or potentially an unpopular um, system that has started to to come around on its time um, what if you what if the publisher isn't generating new content for the game um, you know so it's not it's not out on the shelves as frequently. There's not as much content maybe uh, in stores that's new catching people's attention who have been in the scene. So they start to wander and drift off. Um, uh, that predictable gameplay aspect. What if you do get to the point where you feel like I've played like a million games. I haven't played a million games, but if I had played a million games of bolt action, I'm sure I would see some trends in the way that I play for the type of missions and then success rates of those missions. And I could start to predict the outcomes with um, probably a fair amount of accuracy. You know, what is that? Does that say that it's a dead system? Or uh, here I am saying that it's a dead system. Um, does it make it a stale system if, if it's predictable? 
Um, you know, do you just evolve into a more aesthetic version of chess where everything is, the, the game is ultimately solved and the perfect game would be a draw? Um, what, what about if, you, if the, you are at the point where those missions, you've done everything you can, you've flexed on uh, the different factors I'm about to talk about uh, to keep it different. What if you've flexed on all those? Like, is the, is the game system stale? Um, and what is the real impact if that game system becomes stale? Um, now, as you can see, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with this thing. So I, the, the, the WA community uh, in particular, and not just for Bolt Action, is actually in a very, very positive um, place. Uh, I, have, I have no no doubts or qualms about any of that. Um, but it, I do like questions that make me think, and I thought this would be something worthwhile sharing with the, uh, the podcast crew. Um, and so, if if all of those if all of those components, so no players, um, no no event support either for um, yeah players bringing things to be at events or for sponsorships. Now let's say the sponsorships are dried up because they're not seeing the interest locally. Um, no new content coming out from the publisher. So this is an assumption where there are no more passionate hobbyists and there are no more Warlord Games um, publications coming out that would reinvigorate. Uh, the scene, um, and is it predictable? Okay, well, let's let's look at those things then. From a, you know, what does that actually mean? And it's like, okay, so you, you might have someone like myself, um, loves bolt action, very much enjoy everything that's going on in in our scene. Um, I may not have an opponent to play, uh, so I might play solo. I might not. Um, I'm going to have a bunch of armies that aren't being used, they might get used in other systems, but not necessarily in bolt action. Um, I won't have events to go to and or run, uh, and, and may not have venues that are that are willing to prioritize, for example, 30, 20, 30 player bolt action events over something else that previously wasn't getting a look in, or, or just by numbers, you know how scheduling works. Um, and am I getting bored with predictable gameplay? Um, it, those are very interesting questions because I face them across other systems and other things in life and hobbies in general. Um, and, and so I was like, oh, what, so what really drives, what really drives the system? And the answer, which I'm sure some of you have already got a few ideas already, but the primary factor that actually drives a system and stopping it being stale is the community and the players and the willingness to stay engaged and to buck the trend a little bit and to to change things up and to be willing to try something different and new um and so it actually the, the conversation in my head started to switch to more it's like actually it's about engaging your your community the people you want to play with to say hey i, st I still want to play bolt action i enjoy playing bolt action come play bolt action with me uh now th this this is not new stuff, right? Like this is the same for any other system. Like you, you need, you need a core group of people that are coming together regularly because they want to, because they're hobbyists, because they want to spend that time. They want to play the game and enjoy the game. They're energized about it. Other people see the energy, get drawn to want to come in. That, that's, that's, it's pretty stock standard from my point of view of how war games and particularly hobbies, they work and they iterate on themselves. So 
a lot of these questions, as I started to dig into them, I went, actually, I don't think a war game can truly ever become stale, provided that there's at least, I would say, two to four people that are happy to keep driving it, that are happy to keep playing it, that are happy to stay engaged and make it a priority to play and represent, where possible, those games. Um, so then I compounded that to go, a version two or a version three actually doesn't matter at that point because the people that are passionate about it, you will have a changing of the guard possibly with version three if it drastically changed something about the game. Um, but you'll have other passionate people come up and step into that space and then work with and drive the community to whatever the new position is. Um, so then the purpose of a version three of what we would like to potentially see, we did a wish list episode not that long ago. Um, we talk about, well, we'd like to see some of the fixes for abhorrent units that, that in terms of points efficiencies, where they're too good or not good enough. Uh, we would like to see generic things, layout, typo, all those standard editing things that we'd like overall. Um, We'd like to see additional units go into army books and vice versa with like if you're going to put army selective stuff in campaign books it'd be great to see that in army books or at least reference to pages and what layout sorry what loadout um what do we really risk losing with a v2 to a v3 in terms of the game going stale like are we are we expecting to see a new edition come out and a bunch of people say this is not for me anymore and walk away is that would that cause the game system to go stale? I'd, I'd wager probably not. Uh, that you'll have the uh, all of the new influx of players for oh, it's a new version of Bolt Action. I might come try it out again, or I might brand new players converting across. Um, I say converting. I don't. I don't mean that they're going to convert and stay like what I have, but um, but they'll come add this game to my repertoire of things that I know how to play, things that I enjoy playing, has a historical aspect to it. Um, so it's not really that big a, that big a deal. Um, you know, I appreciate everything about, like there are things that I would like to see in version three, like hands down. Um, but is version two stale? And, is, and would a version three fix that? Um, and I struggle to actually say that those two things are connected. I, I don't, first of all, I don't think version two is, is stale. Um, certainly not in, in our scene. Admittedly, we might be behind some of the rest of the world. Um, but would a version three uh, drastically change it? I don't think so, because you know, our community and the way that we play right now in WA, we enjoy being able to get together and play games. And we all accept that, okay, there are some things in the rules that maybe don't go the way we think, but we're actually all there to just enjoy playing games. And so when I take that, on its face valued at the startup, I'm like, a version three wouldn't necessarily change that for us. We, we would still be wanting to come and play and enjoy games. Um, so it might be different from wherever you are, um, or maybe even within WA, some people might have different opinions and they're like, no, we definitely need a version three. Um, and I respect that. I, I think, okay, fair enough. Um, you know, I've only got a small sample set to work with in the great scheme of things. Um, you know, other, other things about, you know, 
if it's if how do you avoid the game being stale? If you let's let's say I wanted to take a proactive approach and and say I'm 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 really wanting to make sure that we don't have a situation where bolt action becomes stale for WA, um, that we want it to be a a reputable system and one that people know that you can get a game typically anywhere. Uh, might take a bit of sounding out of a player of exactly who's available, uh, but then we can tee those things up. We can get you at events. We can you know teach you demo games. What is that? What what do those things look like? Uh, so we and I'll touch on the factors that why I don't think it's stale for for WA. We constantly have a changing event scene. Um, we run everything from, like we haven't run a firefight event in a while. That may be changing in 2024 um, due to some opportunities that are opening up. Uh, we've got Dueling Aces as a double event. We've got Band of Brothers as a team event. We've got the several Skulls tournaments that run quarterly throughout the year. We have open days where we sometimes flex uh, and uh, sometimes flex on what type of game experience we provide. We did a charity session. Uh, we've done, uh, attempted to do a couple of um, like events deliberately built around getting players to understand the game better. So what I mean by that is uh, when we were originally going to send a team over to the uh, World Open War um, uh, event, we locally actually held a couple of high time pressure uh, and very very open list building restrictions which is extremely unusual for us and the intent was to get people to bring lists that they're not used to seeing that are moderately to highly competitive um, probably on the highly competitive edges where we were trying to get people to go and play under time pressure so getting your decision time of what you need to do with that list to be successful crunch out four turns um, you know, just get, get as far through the game as you possibly can, but your focus is trying to be efficient with your time. Uh, because we don't normally play like that. We normally have low to moderate competitive armies uh, and probably close towards the low end. And, and we enjoy um, sort of a two to two and a half hour total game time, but we don't put a lot of emphasis on making it past turn five. Like we, the preference is always to finish the game, always. But but we have a lot where you get to sort of turn, we'll get to turn four and okay, you generally would like to push over to turn five or you're on turn five would like to push over to turn six. Um, but we, we, we don't seem to, at least certainly from my observing point of view, um, we don't have a big drive to be so incredibly efficient during every single step of those games. Um, so you will have players naturally that will maximize what points they can get, and that's that's perfectly fine. But we have a lot of players that are actually happy to go, even if they're willingly um, or unwillingly doing it, going, oh, I, I should have done this last turn to get here and I would have got this many points. Okay, well, that's one turn back, that's not so bad. But I'm talking about people that are in the actual turn who recognize to say, I could do this, and, and I know that would get me those points, but I'm gonna go over here and I'm gonna do this action instead. When I first started running events and I observed that behavior um, across, generally across a number of players, I was like, that's really odd. 
I come from a place where you're going in, you're playing competitive. It's like, I'm going to play for every point, every, every single point, um, and I'm going to make you work for every one of your points. Um, but where our scene started was then in that more casual space of like, no, it's fine. I'm just going to run this unit forward. It's all good. Um, which means that we had a very, very casual buildup. But the, one of the benefits of that is that the scene is so strong. Um, we, we have a lot of coming across the table and playing against a player that you've never played before. There's a good chance that even if you are going to play hard for every point, and that's perfectly fine, um, or not play for every point, which is also perfectly fine. I don't quite understand it as much, but then I've done it in games myself. Um, there's a very good rapport with players. Uh, and so that's, that's like, okay, so if the player's attitude is then what's going to stop our scene from remaining uh, or stop our scene from becoming stale, um, I think it's in very good hands. I think it's in very good hands. Um, you know, you add on to that, the, 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 I, see the, I see the player attitudes on how we treat the game as the, as the fundamental um, baseline. How we do the missions, how we do secondaries, how we do kill points, how we incorporate dice caps, how we incorporate other global restrictions or none of those things, whether we allowed armored platoons or non-armored platoons. We often have a lot of very special secondary um, objectives uh, that can be attached to list building. Uh, so you build your list with certain criteria. You actually get points that you accrue each round for having made those sacrifices and compromises. Um, and we build that in as a way to encourage, hey, we're all here to have fun. Um, you know, we, we've got a few other things that we do here and there. The amount of terrain we put on tables um, is generally quite high. Uh, so some of your other typical list builds, like doubling down on huge HE profiles across your army, may not serve you as well because you won't have as much line of sight to actually use them um, or vice versa close combat armies you would in some ways they become more dangerous in other ways they become quite hampered because uh, you can just hold around a corner and they can't charge you and you're just going to wait possibly a bit boring depending on what your setup is but that's also where the missions come in um, and you know, all of those things i'm like a version three is just going to make all that better um, you know, version three isn't necessarily the answer to the stale system space from where we are because we're in we're experiencing the high right like so every gaming scene every gaming system has your highs and your lows depending on where you're at how many people are involved what has been understood as the meta in your space versus the meta elsewhere and, and those things shift and change all the time um, you change your you change your restrictions change your entry requirements you change what the meta becomes it doesn't delete the meta you get rid of a portion of the meta possibly but it just shifts it somewhere else. Um, but like all, all those things that feed into it, as I was working through those questions, trying to understand, and I went, you know, if I've got someone who said, hey, do you think bolt action is going to become stale? Um, and, you know, and, and, and to, put it, to put it clearly, the question came across as, I'm interested in getting into bolt action, but I don't want to join another system that's going to become stale or is stale. Do I just wait for version three? Um, fair question. We don't know when version three is coming, so uh, you've got to temper the response a little bit. Um, but if I was talking to a, a player who's wanting to get on board and is worried about the system becoming stale or stagnant, and because you know maybe they're not seeing the 
type of releases they used to or or they just in their mind they don't see the world war ii history as comprehensive and as deep as what it actually is and so they're just like i just don't feel like there's enough content there to actually make a repetitive gameplay uh and and to make that efficient or to, to make it good yeah, i just i just see it getting to a point where it becomes the same thing all the time um similar things get said around um certain types of napoleonic games um, or other historical war games to be honest where there's a misunderstanding of how those systems work and as a result of that they see it as always the same thing i know the first time that i was watching one of those types of historical games i was like this feels very um, like like it feels like there's no gameplay here, uh, which is which is incorrect. When you don't know the system, it's very easy to make that call. So yeah, if player attitudes are the base, and all those extra things that we add on top um, is what stirs it up and and keeps it kind of fresh. My the next question that I had is, well, how long can you actually keep doing those things? to to keep it in that state of variation and flux and and create the new uh, the new parameters that you're going to play games with yeah how do you how do you pick that up and keep that going and that was a little bit easier i guess to to talk to because that's really what i've been doing with the other tos and and uh, community here in perth since starting up is is we have a great feedback loop that's 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 critical for making sure that you're actually creating events and situations that your players want to come to and want to participate in. Uh, it's great to go out on a limb to go, Daniel thinks this is the way that we should play this event. That's because that's what Daniel likes, but that doesn't mean that's what the players like. You have to have that feedback loop. And it's okay not to listen to the feedback, the feedback, but you have to justify why. You have to verify uh, is what they're saying and what they're feeding back an improvement or a, uh, or, a, or or something that would be uh, more create more of an issue than 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 what they're realizing, or is it is it just not a good suggestion, or vice versa? Is this actually an amazing suggestion? And you'd be silly to not put it in. But if you so if you're not going to put it in, you really really need to say why. Um. Those so that and how do you, how do you with that feedback loop? That's really what feeds into how long you can keep, sorry for the pun there, um, that, that is what allows you to continue on and keep your scene, your scene stable. Um, because you're listening to your players, you're getting the feedback from the people that want to come, you're talking to new people when they come for demos and they go, hey, I'm interested in, in coming and playing at events, but I, I don't want to play against anything competitive because I'm still learning and I just, I don't want to go where I get taken for, for a ride for three games. Um, so you have to you have to work with those those groups of people within your community to make sure that you are creating something they want to come to. Um, it's okay for not everybody to come to everything. Um, what has to happen though is there has to be something at some point for everyone, um, and, and we strive very hard to do that. And I, I suspect very very likely that there's a lot of scenes around the world that do the same thing. Um, in terms of how long that can go for. I feel there's also an element of your imagination, uh, certainly TO burnout um, and, and the dangers of trying to do too much as one person. Um, 
you need a group of, essentially a group of people, depending on how many people you're doing this for. Take turns, <laughs> just simple as that, just take turns. Um, and as, as you're working that around, each of you trying different things, listening to the feedback, crafting your players packs, um, forgetting to read each other's players packs when you go to their events, guilty, sorry. <laughs> um, but, but all of those things, that's what's gonna extend your time. Now, in terms of the maximum time to keep it, with, with, to keep it a lot, essentially alive and not being stale, um, well, I haven't hit the limit yet, so I don't really know whether or not uh, that actually, that there is a limit there. But um, I, I think that we're, we're not there yet. Um, in, in the WA scene, there are still things that, you know, or aspirations that I'd like us to get to, to do uh, and check in on certain elements um, and, and you know, revisit things, um, get to grips with some of the other formats that we haven't properly tried yet. Uh, so, so again, the juggernaut format is, is still one that I'm like, I, you know, I don't know if my scene that, sorry, I don't know if the scene here, um, is quite ready to pick it up on mass for an event, but the only way I'm going to know that probably is by trying. Uh, but we've got a couple of good solid formats now that we can, we can rely on, uh, and we can build a few extra ones. Uh, and it's, so when a V3 does eventually hit, um, there will be a wave of, of enthusiasm. There will be some new people coming on. There will be some people that may not like it and they'll drop off. Um, all of that is okay. What, what matters is have we got enough people that are still invested with their attitudes of like, yeah, I want to come and enjoy this fun scene. I'm now just going to do it with V3 rules. And, and it's as simple as that, right? Like you just need the people to, to want to come because they're engaged and they'll be engaged because they'll feel like they're being listened to because they're giving the feedback in the feedback loop and they're seeing that reflected in the events. Maybe not the immediate event coming afterwards, but they'll see it at some point during the event. Um, and so, yeah, I, it was an interesting little little thought process for, for putting it in the context of my scene that I've helped to build and create with those that are around me and then obviously the players themselves uh, and and to go this is this is our thing it's not my thing it's 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 everyone's thing and, and it's like that on purpose and intentionally because the players are the ones that ultimately they come to the events they come to the day fun things they come to the narratives um, they come to the they're the ones that essentially make it all go round because without them without them coming and giving feedback of what they like, what they don't like, what they enjoyed, what they didn't, the memories they've had, that's them contributing to the success of future events. So without them, there is no future events. It's quite, it's quite simple. We will continue as we have uh, in, in trying to give you some different things, make you think about the game a little bit differently. Uh, fun is always very, very high in our, uh, our aims as the as the TOs and the creators, uh, we want to make sure that players can come and have fun. Uh, you're essentially buying tickets, coming in and spending a day, typically when playing these events. So we want you to be able to enjoy it. But we're always going to change things. That's our prerogative as TOs. We're always going to uh, make sure that 
it's not quite the same as the ones that you played before. Or it's, you know, um, while some of the missions might be the same, but you might have different army restrictions. Uh, some of the, you know, potentially, if we're running a, a full narrative uh, scenario, we may only play one scenario during the day. You may only be able to bring one type of army per nation at that time of the day. And you might all suddenly find that for eight, okay, maybe not eight hours, that's maybe a bit extreme, but let's say maybe five hours, with a couple of breaks in between, you guys are going to fight over a main battle line crunch that happened in, in World War II. You might find that you're doing a firefight set of commando raids. Um, from my point of view, the, the, the options are actually quite large and limitless. Um, there, there is a lot there that we haven't even scratched the surface with, uh, which that... that that's good. That means that we should have a lot of ideas still to come forward, still to change things up. Um, we've got all the international uh, missions and players packs and formats that that are still out there, and uh, we, yeah, it's it's as we get a few more players, we'll try and get them over to the Eastern States events uh, and 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 you know get the understanding of how they do things there. Um, but no, for for that person who asked. Um, do I, do I think that you should stay out of bolt action because you're worried it might get stale and it needs a V3? Um, I would suggest that if you've, if you've got that viewpoint, you probably need to spend slightly less time um, wondering about the international meta and state of play um, or considerations that may have been raised um, inappropriately or not, whatever, on forums or whatever uh, group that, you, that it was there. Um, Come to one of our events, check it out. Um, we V3 is going to be great when it arrives. Um, we don't really have any confirmed release schedules or, and even a lot of the rumor mill that, that I, I try to understand that there's nothing concrete there that I've been pointed to. If there is something there and it's coming, fantastic, great. I wouldn't, I wouldn't hold off being getting engaged just for that though. I, I, I would. I'd consider it's probably better to get on board, make some connections. Um, you know, we typically have in the community people that are happy to loan armies or um, help you walk through demo games and, and we can help you get you started. Um, doesn't have to be um, a, a problem in that sort of regard. Um, but yeah, it's not stale. <laughs> it's definitely not stale. Um, we, we have a lot and there'll be an events calendar for 2024 that will come together because we're almost at the point of having an event a month, um, which is great. Uh, something that we've been trying to push towards uh, for, for a, about a year or so now. We think we're going to be able to do it. It'll be spread um, from everywhere, from essentially uh, Outpost and some of the northern suburbs um, all the way down to when we do the ones in Albany. Um, but I honestly just... I don't think it's going to get stale anytime soon. Certainly not whilst I have any sort of um, influence in trying to keep things moving. Um, I, I enjoy the game. I enjoy being able to put events on for the community. I enjoy working with others to put events on for the community. Um, we've got a great set of, uh, of local hobbyists that are engaged. Most, if not all, in fact, I'm pretty sure all of our players um, are all here for a good time. Uh, it, it's, it would be very rare the occasion where we've had uh, a classic like 
feel bad moment at an event and even then it's temporary um there is i don't think we've got any sort of grudges in the community anywhere at the moment uh, and again also largely for most of wa we're in a really good spot so if you're considering jumping on board um reach out to us through the discord reach out to us through the facebook groups go to one of the clubs um tee up a demo uh, plenty of us that are going to look at doing demos might be hard coming into Christmas, but certainly um, post Christmas and trying to set things up. Uh, I really would encourage people to get involved. Um, yeah, the, we'll, we'll see exactly how many events we can run uh, next year for 2024. But uh, look, I don't think it's going to get stale. Version three certainly might fix things. I don't think it's fixed is to simply reinvigorate life into the game system. I think there's plenty of life there, uh, but I do look forward to when it comes. So uh, this has been a, a shorter, quick one uh, with me. The rest of the crew you will see very, very shortly, I suspect, in the next releases as we're coming forward. But uh, nice and, well, about 30-ish minutes. Not, not particularly too short, but uh, you guys do know that I like to ramble. Um, I will catch you next time. See you later.